And all God's people say, Amen. Yes, it is indeed. Amen. You may be seated. I don't think I've seen Chelton this excited before. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is worthy of celebration. This is an exciting Sunday as total eight of our baptismal candidate make their public declaration before the church and they say, hey, I'm a follower of Christ. I want you to know. What a wonderful day to celebrate together. So before we open up the word of God, may I commit our service once again before the Lord? Let's pray together. Hi, God. Today is an exciting day. We are about to see the wonderful works that you have done in our hearts. And we are about to hear the redemptive story of you. Jesus saves. And, oh, Lord, you have done that in our baptismal candidate's life. So we rejoice with them. And, God, we worship you today. It is all because of what Jesus Christ has done that we can come together and worship like this. May you be glorified today and forevermore. Amen. So today's message is for you, Mason, uh, Noel, Tracy, and Lori. This message is dedicated for you and as you walk along days of your life. There are many days in your life are just like today. There will be an exciting days ahead of you that as you pursue the Lord, as you get to know the Lord more, there will be seasons of joys, seasons of all the laughters, Yet at the same time, not every day is going to be like today. Uh, there will be days of sorrows and pain and difficulties as well. Many of you know that already. If you don't know, ooh, it's going to happen. Not to be Debbie Downer, but that's the reality of life. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I pray that may the Lord walk with you as you walk with him as well. About three years ago, I watched a live stream of Barna Group Research. Uh, Barna Group is a leading research institution focused on the intersection of faith and culture. And at their live stream, their main topic was, what is Generation Z looking for the most? I know some of our baptismal candidates fit in the category. Generation Z are more affectionately known as Zoomers. Our, there you go. A group of people who are born mid-1990s and forward now. And at this time, so it shows the trend of where we are going as a culture and society. Number one desire for their life. This is what I'm looking for the most. 51% responded by saying, what I'm looking for the most is happiness. If the World War generation, their greatest desire was, what are you looking for? Survival. Now Generation Z, their number one desire is happiness. And how do you achieve that, researchers ask. And 43% say that you can achieve this happiness by the means of success, whether by career or financial success. And the second greatest factor of happiness they desire is achieved by 23% said through the means of education. So now we live in a world of pandemic. It's been a difficult year for us. And as a result, not only the COVID is pandemic, Isolation is pandemic. Depression is pandemic. Loneliness is a pandemic. As a repercussion of that, our longing for happiness is also a pandemic. We desperately want to be happy. What does the word of God say about that? 
our longing for the true happiness, this modern problem, can be solved by means of success and education? What is the ancient solution to this modern problem? May the word of God speak to us today. Let's open up the word to Psalm 1 together. Today's brief message will be from Psalm 1. This Psalm 1, the very first chapter of the entire psalm, is known as the gatekeeper psalm. This first chapter of the psalm sets the tone for what is to come. Very important chapter, very important psalm. And I pray that this message, this word will go with you, our baptismal candidate, in prosperity and also in poverty. Let me read Psalm 1 for us. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is the reading of God's word. The three things that we will learn from this Psalm 1. First, the meaning of blessedness. Second, how to grow in Christ, in season, out of season. Third, the hope for perseverance. So the meaning of blessedness, how to grow in season, out of season, and the hope for perseverance. Here, the very first chapter of Psalm, the very first word the Psalm has to choose to open this Psalm is what? A blessed. There are two Hebrew words that are often translated mainly as blessed. One is barach which is most famously perhaps used in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not his good. And that barak means worship, salute, bow down, prostrate. Is that the word used here? It could be, I guess. Worship is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked. But actually, that is not the word used here. Hebrew word used here for blessed is asher, which means happiness, joy, in a most comprehensive way, flourishing, when the psalmist used the word blessed, it's not just emotional elation, but much more comprehensive than that. It means a true rest of your soul. There's no more anxious night, the sleepless night of your soul, that your heart is at peace. Your heart truly flourishes. Don't you want that? I often want this kind of true joy, true happiness, true flourishing of my soul. While Generation Z said it can be achieved by the means of success and education, Psalmist has something else to say for us. Watch the secret of the true flourishing, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Two things immediately we can learn from. A baptismal candidate, it's not enough to just get rid of your sinful desire or to get rid of sinful deeds. You must run toward something. And for the psalmist here, I, the blessed is the one who does not walk in step of the wicked, 
but the one who delights in the word of God, the one who meditates in the word of God. Mason, Noel, Tracy, and Lori, there are many influencers in this world. There are YouTube influencers. There's media influencers. But we hope and pray that your greatest influencer in your life is the very word of God. Oftentimes, it's so easy. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you desires of my heart. Check, I delighted myself. God, where's what I want? Is that what it is? No, you delight in the word day and night. You constantly meditate upon the beauty and the joy and the truth of God's word. May this be the hallmark of your life. Rather than following the influencers of our world, may you find the true joy, true blessedness, happiness, flourishing of your soul in the law of the Lord. Second, I said this many times to all of us, but let me just repeat it one more time. For the first time, Gester, and also many of you joining in the live stream. In the Bible, happiness is always a byproduct. Happiness cannot be found by pursuing in itself. Bible never says blessed are those who are blessed. Happy is the one who is pursuing happiness. But blessed are those who does not dwell with wicked. Blessed are those who is pursuing, who is delighting themselves in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who seek after righteousness. In other words, pursue God, aim at heaven, then you will get earth as well. But if you only pursue the earth, you will get neither of them. What is your number one pursuit of your life? May your life be marked by the word of God. Second thing we learn from this passage, how to grow in season, out of season. Read verse 3 with me. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Perhaps this is one of the most misused verse in the Bible. We read this verse as if, now that I trusted in Christ, entire my life is ascend. Failure, I don't know any of that. Everything will be walk in the park. All I know is joy and success and bliss. Is that what this verse means? You might interpret that way when you say, whatever they do prospers. But is that really what it means? What does it say? This tree, evergreen tree, planted by streams of water, it yields its fruit in season. What does that mean? When it's out of season, it will not bear fruit. When there's cold, wintry night of your soul, when the darkness of the night sweeps over you, when you say, God, where are you? I'm not even growing. Are you even there for me? I love you. But where, where is the fruit? I'm not seeing anything. What are you doing today? There will be days like that too. Externally, it might look like, oh, I'm just stuck. There's nothing in my life. But Chelton, do not lose heart in the winter. Before you know it, because this tree is planted by the streams of water, in spring, buds will come. Summer, fruit will begin to grow. And in fall, when you see the harvest, you look back, oh God, at that winter, the driest soul of my life, I thought you were absent, but you are there with me. Church, how can you grow in season, out of season? How can this evergreen tree survive in the dry winter? Because it is planted by the streams of river. Let your roots run deep today to the Lord and his gospel. For Christian, the very streams of water is the blood of Jesus and what he has done on the cross for us. So when you feel like, God, this winter is so cold for me. I feel like everything just a failure. Are you even there for me? Nobody sees me right now. I'm so not heard and not seen. 
Know that our God is still with you, persevering for you. So your call to life is let your roots run deep. The reason why this evergreen tree, leaf does not wither even in the winter is because that root is planted by the streams of water. What is the streams of water? Jesus says it to Samaritan woman. Hey, drink this water. You'll never thirst again. That living water is blood of Jesus. Gospel is not ABCs for Christian. What Jesus Christ says on the cross, it's really A to Z in everything of Christian life. Let your mind continually grow. Let your roots run deep in what Jesus Christ has done for you. He loved you to death. That's the greatest love story you will ever find in your life. He literally loved you to death. Now, then you might say, okay, Jin, I'm letting my roots run deep in dry season, in the season of winter. Where is my hope in all of that? Well, read verse 6. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Here in verse 4 and 5, the psalmist walks through the w- wicked because they are not planted by the streams of living water. The wind, it blows. They are blown away just like wind. There's nothing left in them. But because you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, because your roots run deep to the streams of living water, because you have soaked up all the nutrition in the dry season of winter, you can still survive. Yet, is that your hope? I dare not. Then it's all about what I must do, right? Then it's all about I must let my roots run deep. I must remember the gospel the most. It's about what I do. No, what is the hope for the psalmist here in verse 6? It is the Lord who watches over you. The greatest promise for Christian is that our God who died on the cross for our sins. Okay, now that I died for you, good luck. No, he did not do that. Hey, I died for you and I remain in you. Abide in me. It is the Lord who will watch over you. When you feel like nobody sees your tears, our God sees that. He is with you. He is persevering for you. Our greatest hope is that the hope for perseverance in drought is that God is not absent in your sorrows. Pastor Tim Keller once said it. You know, sometimes we are like, God, are you even there in my difficulties? The very fact that you're longing for God is very his presence. The sense of his absence is the very sign of his presence. In other words, the fact that you are God, are you even there? If God is not there for you, you are not even going to look for him because you will be indifferent. But the very fact that you are looking for him is the fact that he is present in your life. So do not lose your heart, baptismal candidate. There will be days like today where all we know is true happiness, flourishing, and joys of your life. How can you find that? Shun the evil, run away from those, and pursue and delight yourself in the word of God. But even when you do that, there will be seasons of drought. There will be not fruit-bearing season. Even if you are like evergreen tree planted by streams of water, there will be difficulties of life coming ahead of you. When that comes, let your roots run deep. Remember what Jesus Christ has done. And as you remember, remember that our Lord is fighting for you. Our God is for you. That's why you're about to do before people. Hey, I believe in Jesus, what he has done. And then I want you to know that. So church, let me open up invitation to all of you. Perhaps some of you do not know what this streams of living water is all about. Perhaps some of you walked in today. What is this baptism all about? Who is Jesus that you are talking about? 
the reason why we gather together and celebrate this wonderful occasion of baptism is that this baptismal candidate are saying, hey, I have decided to follow Jesus. He's my Savior and Lord. And I know Jesus paid the penalty of my own sins. If you have no idea who Jesus is, I ask you to consider that. Will you try to find true happiness and joy through the means of success and education? What if you don't become successful? What if you are not as smart as you would like to be? That happiness and true joy is fleeting ground. But when you are planted by the streams of living water, even in the seasons of drought, there is water for you, available for you. Come and drink the streams of water. Would you come to Jesus? He is, the fact that you are here, the fact that you are watching is the very sign that Jesus is pursuing after you. Come to Jesus. Enjoy this streams of living water together. Let's pray. God, we commit our baptismal candidate to you on this glorious day. God, I lift up Mason, Noel, Tracy, and Lori. God, in their lives, I pray that your word will become the greatest influencer. May it be the compass of their life. May it be the measurement of true happiness in their soul. That, the, that their hearts are constantly longing for the person that your word is pointing to, the person of Jesus Christ. So God, be with them in their joys and prosperity. Oh God, but persevere. Also be with them. Encourage them in seasons of drought, in seasons of darkness of their soul, in seasons of depression. May you be with them. And we know that you have promised to be with them. So we commit them to you. And God, as a church, as you celebrate this wonderful day of baptism, I pray that if there is anyone out there who is not sure, what is this thing all about? Who is Jesus? I want that true flourishing, true joy, true happiness. Oh God, I pray that they come and drink the streams of living water in their life. And may all of us be this evergreen tree planted by the streams of water today. Thank you, Jesus, for all you have done for us. In your precious name we pray, amen.